this is Becoming Limitless, the content series which explores the role that equity plays in people's success. There's a fundamental understanding that nobody starts at the same starting line, and we may need support, mentorship, sponsorship, or an introduction to help us achieve what we consider success. In this episode, we talk to the incredibly talented actor, Bookie Backray. She is the star of the award-winning film, Rocks, on Netflix. She talks to us about what success means to her, the journey in which she landed the role, and also the eight incredible women who have supported her budding acting career. For joining us, I'm a massive fan. Um, you are incredible in the Netflix film, Rocks, um, and it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Please introduce yourself. Hey everyone, my name is Bookie Bakri and I am a actor slash artist, I guess, from East London. Um, yeah, currently I'm in school. And yes, that's a bit of me. Thank you, Bookie. Um, we're we're going to change the question slightly for you because um, you are 18 years of age. Um, and typically the people that we interview are kind of like at the... Um, middle of their careers and they're super super successful um, I would describe you as successful considering you know we've had a we've had a we've had a chat offline and just considering the fact that you're at school and you are an incredible actor but what does um, success mean for you I think that, that that question still stays the same what does success mean for you at 18 18 years of age I think, well, for me, success means freedom. Um, it's for me, it's the ability to to live where you want to live, to 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 dive into any occupation you feel, to dive into to um, to say what you want to say with a degree of agency, and to um, to be happy, I guess. I mean that whole to be happy thing is really corny to me, but I think it's 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 the more it's the more simple things that we overlook. I think yeah, for me, um, success and happiness should be synonymous. I like that. I like the um, I like success is freedom. I think, I mean, you you could probably interpret that a, a lot of ways, um, yeah. but. I think just having a bit of to your to your point, you said agency. You know, being able to um, speak your mind, uh, do things that you want to. I think that for me is is freedom. Um, mm. Obviously, with res respecting other people, mm. but um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. And, I, and my my head's going. Sorry, because you said freedom is such an interesting word. I I would say, you know, for me, I mean, I'd love for you to elaborate on it. Um, freedom's kind of like being free of some of the barriers that affect me as a black man on an everyday basis. Um, mm -hmm. What does it? What does it mean? What does it mean for you? What does freedom mean for you? I guess freedom for me is being able to live a life that my body would have lived lived. Sorry, pre-racialization. Um, it's being able to live with race not necessar necessarily being a factor and not being a barrier of en entry. And because 
race is very much a part of my identity and it's it's who I am it's what I'm passionate about it it um is not freeing to me for that being the reason why I can't be free and I can't be successful so yeah I think um yeah oh that's a brilliant it's a brilliant answer a brilliant answer being free of like the racialization of your life being free of the barriers mm -hmm. that um being black mm -hmm. causes and the impediments that it puts in your way to your journey towards being successful i think this year um as i'm sure you're aware of is really brought into focus the um black lives matter movement um mm -hmm. the, the the hashtag not the political cause and i think the hashtag for me is you know there are challenges that we face on a systemic level that aren't mm -hmm. as visible as the overt kind of police violence even though the police brutality was the, was the thing that brought the conversation to the, to the top there mm -hmm. are you know being rejected of because of your cv because of your name or mm -hmm. you know people feeling threatened by you or as a woman voicing your opinion and people saying that you know you're aggressive or you're loud or you're difficult when in fact you're just being assertive and speaking your mind but because mm -hmm. you are a black woman all of a sudden those stereotypes start to kick in and I think mm -hmm. um, if I'm summarizing it well you're saying you know being free of that and just kind of living your life without those barriers without that weight of prejudice mm -hmm. on you yeah definitely yeah I mean um being a, a black brick black brit sorry and a black american is a very different experience and for me race has always been a much more complex thing it's never been about the racial slurs or the much more like basic things it's been as you said being denied um denied a vocation or being denied entry into this place or being ascribed characteristics that are nothing like you that's the things that um they have always been like annoying to me. And that was the really, I would say like advantageous thing about the BLM movement was as people were having conversations about this and they were assessing the, the complexities of race and racial injustices and how much of a like embedded, like institutionalized thing this is. And I think for most people it's only been spoken about on a very surface level and like for me as an as an actress, I've been able to um, assess how much of a factor it is embedded into like my 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 life and my career and how it affects me deeply. Um, for eighteen years of age, you are incredibly um, enlightened around these these topics. It's, it's weird because you know I'm thirty, so I feel like I'm so old. When, it, when I talk when I talk to 18 year olds I feel like I'm so old and so out of touch but I realize that you know some of our lived experiences are very much the same and in that um, I think what you're able to do sorry is um, articulate them beautifully so thank you so much thank so thank you so much for for your answer um the other question I'm going to ask you is this content series all about the universal truth that you know for all of us we are successful with help right we've received mentorship sponsorship guidance you know somebody saying oh, i think this person would be brilliant for this or you know somebody opening up their black book at some point in our careers or our lives 
Um, and I, I know that, you know, you've only spent or you've only gone around the sun 18 times, but um, is there moments in your life or a, a moment in particular that you, you would like to highlight? Yeah, I think my, the way my life just like pivoted. I think this is a really um, important question because before acting, I was, um, I was the kind of person who wanted to do everything on their own. And I didn't believe in that whole culture of, um, of, of help and doing things in a collaborative like way for me. Um, my kind of like definition of success was you doing things like on your own. And if you had help, then it kind of, you didn't really have ownership of the success. It was kind of like watered down, but that that's completely changed. So um, yeah, so rocks, that experience, it happened in a very non non-traditional way. Um, I was casted, I was picked from my school by the casting directors and director after like nine months of them observing me at the back of my school classrooms, I entered the kind of like audition room, but that was still done in a very unorthodox way. After about nine months of auditioning, I was allocated my role. We filmed rocks. And for most actors and actresses, that would have been it. I mean, we all know the stories about the one hit wonders the very talented people who should have had a really long, beautiful career, but that just didn't end up happening. And you ask yourself, why didn't that happen for this person? And I have to thank this organization called Bridge. And it was formed from the ladies who were in Rocks, about six, five to six ladies. And they actually helped the leading girls get agents. And that's how my career started for me. Because I know if I didn't have that group of ladies after that whole experience, rocks would have been it for me. And I would have gone back to um, going towards a much more safe career, doing something that I wasn't necessarily passionate about, doing something that I would have thought would have made me successful, but without the happiness. So they got me my agents and now I'm with a very um, amazing agency. I... Um, I get regular help from these ladies on a, on a weekly basis. I mean, if I called them right now, I would get a pick up. And that's that's really beautiful because not all my friends even pick up the phone to me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I would, to be honest, I think my career is, is what it is now. My very small career is what it is because of those, because of that organization, because of those ladies. Um, yeah, I, I have to give all the accolades and everything to them. I'm so grateful for them. Yeah, that's an inc that's an incredible story. Um, and you know, I I I didn't actually know that um, Rocks was your first acting opportunity. You look like a seasoned professional, like you're doing it all your life, mm -hmm. like you've gone to acting school and then got that role. I think was I think it's interesting because in that story the way that they kind of found you as a talent was very interesting they didn't they observed you they went into your environment to, to kind of see how all of the kids were <clears throat> and then picked you out through a selection process 
um, and you end up getting this incredible role. And then they went even further by, you know, nourishing that kind of raw talent that you had that was so evident in rocks and giving you the opportunity to sign up to an agency and then mm. the ongoing support of you know being able to pick up the phone it's so important because you're entering a new world you're entering a world that's not familiar to you right rocks was mm-hmm. your first acting job and you're kind of assessing the lay of the land and finding your way mm. and i think having those guides and having those people who you can ask questions at critical moments in time is is so so important and it sounds like the ladies at bridge have um filled that role for you do you can you can you mention them by name because i always i always like to know people's names of course so we have (laughs) lucy pardy jessica straker annie henriquez wada i'm gonna chop and screw her name so i'm just gonna call her wada rose and lastly we have axa hines Teresa ikoko claire wilson and sarah garon that was amazing an army, army like, eight women. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Insane, insane women, and all of them have like, they all have like masters and degrees, and all of those higher educations. They've all probably read like a million books in between them. Like, <laughs> intelligent, amazing, beautiful women ever. Incredible. Well, I, I am thanking them um, from my part of London for investing in you because I can see that that's going to pay off um, dividends in the future and you will be a a superstar. Um, The last question I'm going to ask you is what you're passionate about. And, you know, I'm going to chop this question up because normally I ask people what inequity they think exists within society. And of course it's loaded because there's loads. Um, But I want to know as a 18 year old and, you know, having a conversation with you previously and having a conversation with you now, you're so um, so, 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 so um, intelligent, switched on and, and can articulate some really complex issues. So I would love to know what matters to you. Like, what are you passionate about? I am really passionate about, um, about Black life and how Black and Brown people are, how they are depicted. And I'm fascinated in a range of these depictions. I'm um, I'm not for um, the laziness when it comes to depictions of black and brown life and just life in general. I'm very much into the mundane, the mundanity of of life and the min- minimalism. And I think that's what's been kind of seized from us, like historically and in the now. And I think slowly, but surely, we're slowly taking back the simplicity, the simplicity, sorry, of our lives and what our lives should be. And I think we often equate successes with the large um, possi- possibilities of life. And I think that's that's all right. But I think we need to like reach a state of equilibrium and understand that um, successes and size shouldn't they shouldn't equate to each other i mean if i was to if i was to sit in my bed all day and i was to read a book and i was to finish that book and enjoy that book that was a successful day in comparison to me winning an, an award from a prestigious organization and i think 
finding the love for both of those two circumstances and respecting those two circumstances and being celebratory of those two circumstances is what we need. And yeah, that's, I'm very much, um, it kind of sounds like a contradiction because I'm now entering the industry that's really flashy and shiny, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but that's um, the opposite of who I am and what I stand for and what I'm trying to essentially represent. So um, I hope you, I hope I articulated myself. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you did. I, I love what you said about, you know, you're passionate about the different representations of black and brown people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, to your point, most of those depictions are either like rappers or like drug dealers mm. or like, you know, movie stars. But mm. where are the everyday stories? Where are the, the where are the... Mm people who are just living happy fulfilled black lives exactly. um, i'm not sure who i was having a conversation with but i was having a conversation with somebody about you know the significance of um the short film small acts and even though it is centered mm -hmm. around uh, a pivotal moment in those stories it's just people enjoying themselves exactly. like enjoying music um falling in love um and those are kind of the stories that, that, that get missed in some ways. Um, mm. And, you know, when I was young, younger, <laughs> still, still, still youngish, when I was younger, um, I remember like being, a, being a rapper was just like the thing for yeah. me. And I grew up around like Boyardi, Saskala, New Brand Flex, Tiny Temper. They were all like in, and I used to watch them battle rap and spit bars mm. and whatever else. Um, and that was it for me. But there's so much, there's so much more to success and there's so much more to who you can be as a black man. And I realized that through my uncle, who is a, um, uh, a solicitor, but also a philosopher in, in, in ways. He had a PhD in philosophy and I would have the most esoterical conversations with him, which allowed me to think to myself, oh, actually the possibilities for me are infinite right and mm -hmm. limitless because this is what the, the content series and brands about and i think to what you're saying you're saying you know those limitless stories around being black and brown is what should be told not just like the simple lazy stories that get told or get mm -hmm. portrayed it, it should be mm -hmm. the entirety of being black and brown including the highs and the lows 100 like you said you had um you said you had a conversation with your uncle that yeah. was a philosopher and I think the upsetting thing is that a lot of people from um from the um like low income social economic like all those backgrounds people that have less opportunities they don't necessarily get to be in spaces with people and have conversations with people like your uncle or, mm. and yourself and the conversations I've had with um the women that I met on my job I've been open to larger perspectives I've been um I've been in conversations about the the bigger questions in life um the bigger debates the great debates I like to say um I've been open to perspectives from people from every single like walk of life people that have traveled all over the world 
people that have a lot to say and they can say say it from like different angles people that can play devil's advocate to a degree where it really opens your your eyes and um lengthens your your chain of thinking and i think that's what's really upsetting people won't they won't get to have those conversations and that's my privilege and i think that's why i am interested and passionate about um depictions like small acts like lovers rock in particular was like astonishing to me because it it kind of like Barry Jenkins likes to say that it's like it's nice to remind people that their lives are acknowledged because a lot of people are walking around thinking that nobody really cares about my experience my existence and that's why they um they kind of look at life with a very linear perspective and because I've been opened I've had these conversations. I've been able to look past the um, past my like peripheral vision and see, as you said, how limitless it can be. I've kind of went on, a, on like a little tangent, but yeah, yeah. Small acts was amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, thank you, thank you so much. It's it's it's, in, it's incredible um, to sit down and talk to you. Um, thank you for you know jumping on the becoming limitless content series, and um, we hope to talk to you some more. Thank you, Bucky. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.